At the moment, we're, we're focusing mainly on video, but video that address key kind of pain points across different levels of the procurement organisation that are interesting and, and insightful to people, as opposed to approaching it from the perspective of, okay, well, we want to talk about this and we want to drive this conversation, so let's create content about this. And then as a result of that, again, using the feedback that we get from either customers or prospects or conversations that, that we have, or he has in particular with procurement peers to create um, interesting information around those topics. You're listening to the Paris Talks Marketing Podcast, where we interview top marketing leaders at high growth SaaS and other recurring revenue-based companies. Our goal with this podcast is to cut through the fluff and jargon of digital marketing to reveal what's really working at some of the fastest growing, most successful SaaS companies today. The Paris Talks Marketing Podcast is sponsored by Hop Online a performance growth marketing agency. If you like this episode and would like to have a similar conversation with someone at our agency, just go to hop.online, H-O-P.online, and book a discovery call with one of our strategists today. Now, let's get into the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Paris Talks Marketing. Today, I have the honor of sitting with Christina Patrick, and she is at paid. And Christina's love of marketing started during her undergrad, where under the wise guidance of her grandmother, she decided to do a marketing and management degree and hasn't looked back since. Having held various roles in marketing in different sectors, managing teams of different sizes, she's now the head of marketing at paid, a UK tech startup that is changing the way procurement teams work with their small suppliers, making the process more efficient and cost-effective for both parties. In her words, she is excited about the opportunity for marketing to shake things up and deliver real value. Always in learning mode, Christina also holds an MBA and likes to keep up to date on what's going on in marketing and other things that interest her. She also runs Ara and Obi, which is a bedroom and bathroom linen brand for babies and toddlers with eczema. So welcome to the show, Christina. Hi, Paris. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here today. Yeah, it's a pleasure for me too. As a fellow podcaster, um, I'm looking forward to this. Um, I want to understand, first of all, your journey and what brought you to Paid. Uh, and how long have you been at Paid now? Yes, yeah, so I've been at Paid for around nine months now. I joined in September. And in terms of, of what brought me there, I, I, essentially I was, I was looking for, I guess, an, a new challenge. I'd always been really interested in, uh, and enticed by the kind of startup life, getting in at, at the bottom on, 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 on the ground floor, as it were, rolling your sleeves up and really building and, and shaping something Um I'm a I'm a huge lover of of marketing as I guess most marketers are and I really believe in the the power that marketing has to help businesses grow and I and I thought what better example to 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 put that into practice in than than working with a startup and then sort of seeing the journey and and the business growth from there so that's what took me to to paid <laughs> Excellent and tell us a little bit about what paid does. And I, I don't want to spoil it, but there's a concept of the long tail. And we're not talking about the keyword long tail or any marketing long tail, which is probably the first thing people think of. Yeah. We're talking about another long tail, but tell us about paid and tell us about the long tail. Yeah, another long tail, but the, the concept is actually quite similar. So what we do is 
we make it easier for enterprise organizations to buy from smaller suppliers. Typically, um, in any kind of procurement organization, they spend a lot of their time and resource on what you would call a strategic supplier. So for example, if you're thinking Volvo car manufacturer, their kind of core strategic purchases would be car parts, right? There may be, and that would take about roughly 80% of their sort of spend budget and capacity. But what they also buy, which may be sort of slightly more and less significant is, you know, pens, loo roll, the marketing department needs a photographer, the events department want to put on a, a one-day event for the team to say thank you. And, and that's a sort of sweet spot that, that paid sits in. When it comes to onboarding these smaller suppliers, typically organisations have big kind of complex procurement systems that work really well for when they're working with their strategic suppliers for, you know, negotiation and tax and payments and all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to, I want to hire John, the photographer, for $2,000 for a day, John, the photographer, doesn't need to have a backwards and forwards discussion to get a contract signed. Uh, he doesn't need um, three weeks to get him onboarded onto the system because there's so many due diligence texts that need to be that need to be made. So what paid does is it automates the kind of typical lengthy onboarding processes that take place, which allow buyers, large enterprises, to work to work with smaller suppliers really quickly and efficiently. So we take a process that can sometimes take weeks or months to minutes, essentially. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. And do the small suppliers also get onto the platform? Are you all a marketplace in a way that, that so, unites so, the parties? Yeah. So what we do is we don't, we don't, we're not a sort of sourcing platform. So it's more a buyer would have found the supplier that they want to work with. They, they just want to get them onto their system and start working with them quickly. But another great thing that we offer at Paid, obviously, in addition to the rapid onboarding, so suppliers can just start, start work essentially. We offer really clear, quick and transparent payment terms. Obviously, cash flow is a real issue for businesses, especially for smaller businesses. And we have everything set up in such a way that small suppliers can be paid in two to three business days if they choose an express payment option or at least 30 days compliance um, with what we have in the UK, which is a prompt payment code. So we're really offering buyers the opportunity to guarantee that their smaller suppliers will be paid on time and and quickly, which is another thing that we're really proud of. Mm -hmm. That's great. And I'd like to now talk about your role as the head of marketing and I, I suppose that you're overseeing a whole lot of different channels. When we first met and we talked before this, uh, there was a, a great quote that you gave me from, I think it was the, OG, the OGs. The OJs, yes. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, the OJs, which is give the people what they want. Yes, yes. And so what do you mean by give the people what they want? And how, why is this a rallying cry for you in marketing? Thanks. That's a great question. And I I use that song actually for many things in life because it's just so apt for so much. But essentially, one of the things that I've kind of found and, you know, I would, I would say have been guilty of in the past for marketing, specifically from a content perspective, is approaching it from the perspective of, OK, how are we going to sell our product, essentially? Oh, let's create content that will talk about the benefits of the product. Or let's create content that will be interesting and get people thinking, but the the information in there is not actually that 
that deep or that rich and essentially it just ends up being clickbait so we get leads uh and, and, and email addresses from people which that we can then um send email to and send them down the nurture funnel etc 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 which is all well and good because obviously marketing you get all your mqls but when it comes to actually converting later on down the funnel and passing things on to sales a lot of stuff gets stagnant and doesn't convert and especially in a startup context it's not even scalable to do that because the teams are small um, and people need to be nimble and agile and, and people just don't have time to be chasing leads so one of the things that's really important to me and the approach I've taken with this is almost to completely split how we are communicating with people and create content that sort of sits at the heart of the problems and the challenges that people are actually facing and do it in such a way that we're not just doing a 10 steps to X, Y, Z. We're really going into the meat and into the detail of a particular topic and subject matter. No agenda, no kind of string attached or anything like that. We're really wanting to provoke and and have the conversation with people. So one of the things for us that paid, as I I mentioned again, so the, the long tail is essentially what is 20% of your spend, but most of your suppliers sort of sit within there because they're the non-strategic side. And it's the kind of, I don't want to say like elephant in the room, you know, family member that no one wants to talk to, thing you want to sweep under the rug, you know, something that you know is there and we'll deal with it and and get to it later. But so much gets swept under the radar in, in the long tail because people don't know it's happening. You know, mobile phone contracts that are being set up but because they're underneath the you know 500 pound or 500 dollar threshold let no one's batting an eyelid and it's fine if it's one or two things but when it becomes many 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 things so much kind of gets lost so in some instances there's millions of pounds or dollars that can be saved within that space and what we're trying to do is really push and drive the kind of conversation about that to get people thinking about the long tail in a way that is is different and creative, but also can help procurement leaders with their objectives of reducing spend um, and contributing to the PL of, of the organization. So that's kind of really where we focus our, I guess, content creation. And we've done that in a way where we have an, an in-house procurement lead who is essentially our subject matter expert on, on all things procurement. He's got himself 30 years experience working in procurement. So he knows what he's talking about. We work really closely with him on going through topics that are interesting and insightful about the tale and creating, at the moment we're we're focusing mainly on video, but video that address key kind of pain points across different levels of the procurement organisation that are interesting and, and insightful to people as opposed to approaching it from the perspective of, okay, well, we want to talk about this and we want to drive this conversation, so let's create content about this. And then as a result of that, again, using the feedback that we get from either customers or prospects or conversations that that we have or he has in particular with procurement peers to create um, interesting information around those topics. So that's the approach that we take of the give the people what they want. It's more community-led, as it were, as opposed to sort of supplier, us being the Mm supplier-led. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And I I think the days of gated content are slowly coming to an end. I I do think a lot of B2B marketing is still gating content for lead gen purposes, but buyers have really changed the way people are buying now. It's constantly evolving. And I, I just don't think it 
feels genuine anymore to download an ebook or a white paper and really expect to get real value. I think it's mostly us marketers just um, just, just shopping for, around shopping exactly around for the next the next great tip or edge that we might be able to get. But exactly, ungated, and ungated content is, is the way to go now. Exactly, and I feel like we're at a real uh, inflection point, which for me is also really exciting. You've got those who have bought into this. Okay, well, why are we even doing any of this stuff in the first place? And and are really kind of sort of sitting and assessing and reviewing why they're doing what they're doing. And I think for me, one of the key things and my mantra and strategy at paid is essentially let's be seen as a place where people can go and get information as a source of truth as a source of realness and relatability uh, with no strings attached and obviously as a byproduct of that you know people learn about you and what it is that, that, that you do but ultimately you're actually delivering true value to people and that works from someone who has just graduated from university and wants to learn and know more the way up through to CPOs who are starting to think about their whole org differently and then also actually how they can get value from the tail which is something that may have has always been there but now can actually be seen as a a good tool the, in the arsenal. Uh, just so that I know, a CPO is a... Sorry, yes. Procurement <laughs> chief Procurement Officer. officer. Yes, okay. yes. A Chief Procurement Officer. So procurement, either it, it sometimes it reports into finance and sometimes it's sort of like on a standalone function as well. So it depends on the, the setup of the organization. But essentially, yeah, anybody who is responsible for any kind of buying in any large organization. So as, as you would imagine... Um, that's pretty large. It's a pretty large function the higher up you go, especially if you think things like pharmaceuticals and FMCG brands. It's pretty big. Okay. Yeah. And I'd like to know a little more about the podcast. And it's called What's in Your Long Tail? What's in um, Your Long Tail? Yeah, we're really um, pushing this long tail. <laughs> it's a show with interesting and quirky conversations about procurement and everything related to the long tail. And are you, who, who do you interview in, the, in these podcasts? CPOs yeah. and other people like that? Yeah, exactly. So one of the things with the podcast as well, it was a kind of an extension of the kind of give the people what they want, really. And being very clear as well from our perspective, not to talk about what we do at paid. It's not a, this is what we do at paid kind of thing. It really is just to get people having the conversation about tail and also procurement, but also how tail sort of sits and fits within that. So yeah, we're interviewing chief procurement officers. So we're about to launch the next series in a couple of weeks time. But the series one, we interviewed that the chief procurement officer of the co-op. We've also all interviewed some other procurement consultants and specialists, supply chain directors as well, all across different sectors, just to learn a little bit about their approach to um, procurement and, and, and where the long tail sort of fits within their strategies. But another thing that's also really important to us and also the genesis of paid actually is the the supplier relationship side of things. Um, it's not just getting suppliers on and like pile them in quick and load them higher and get them out the door. We really want to encourage our listeners and prospects and clients to to tap into that supply chain, their supply chain, their tail supply chain um, as a source of almost as an extension of their business. So, you know, so much R&D can be found within, you know, these smaller organizations that can bring value to a larger organization that, that, that might not have the time to do so. So, yeah, procurement officers, uh, heads of procurement, also different business unit leaders. So, you know, to learn more about how procurement works with the rest of the business, because, again, this is pretty key and, and pretty crucial, Um 
to how we do things as well. And then other experts, another thing that's um, quite important for us or quite exciting for us rather is the opportunity for procurement leaders to start getting visibility of their long tail with, with data and insights that that they can get because of pay, but also if they just, you know, started to like look into it anyway. So we did one session with a, a, a classification guru and fixer of dirty data. <laughs> just kind of going of dirty data. Fixer of dirty data, yes. Her name is her name is Susan Walsh. Just to kind of again provide a blueprint for like where leaders can start with, okay, you've got all this data, we've been told that data is good. What do I do with it? Where do I start? And again, this kind of goes back to what I was saying. Of like, I don't want it to just to be giving information for the sake of it. I want to be providing true value and, and real actionable insights that if someone doesn't want to go along one certain route, they can still get value from us. And that's really important to, to me. So yeah, so the podcast is, is great. This season, we are switching things up a little bit. We've typically done one-to-one interviews, but we are changing things slightly. We're going to be doing more kind of ask me anything style sessions where we will be talking about a topic and then it's going to be live so people can ask us kind of questions and we can give our our viewpoint on that so that'll be our COO Natasha Foster and again our procurement lead Paul Smith who's the procurement pro who will be leading those conversations and then we're also doing some kind of live roundtable discussions as well where we'll be talking with other experts or procurement leaders in the procurement space um, about digitization and, and what that really means again supplier engagement and supplier experience and, and what that really means so we're teasing different kind of models as, as we go along but so far mm-hmm. it's going really well <laughs> nice so season two is going to you're going to shake things up and are you going to are you going to be pivoting also to a lot of live recordings of the episode yeah that, that's the plan yeah to record them live again uh, with the view of getting the engagement from people and <laughs> as part of our, our strategy to kind of I guess build more of a kind of community feel it is that it's to provide people with the opportunity wherever they are to join in and feed in and learn live and answer questions live and, and as we grow as well we'll be in a position to hopefully you know put emails out to our, our database but like if you've got any questions and you can't make the live session send them in anyway we'll answer them and then the recording will be there as a podcast afterwards for you to listen to yeah um, when you it's want a great to. it's a great concept i think it gives you the opportunity to also to promote in advance of the web of the podcast that gives you a chance to pre-promote and build build some buzz and audience and then yeah get that, that live audience there and the q a that comes with it Exactly. Yeah. And also just for, just to add quickly for the LinkedIn uh, as well, also you can you can do it to YouTube. Once you've recorded it, it stays on your your page or your channel, right? So if people are finding you organically or you're doing ads, then people come to you. There's, there's another distribution channel for your, your video. I'm very much uh, created once and distribute it in different ways, in different places for different people many times because it work, it works really well. Absolutely. Yeah. Podcasting gives you such a great opportunity to repurpose video and audio and chop it up and then sprinkle it out over time, the various nuggets. And we were also trying to do that. And so I think that's a core aspect of community building too, because people can follow the podcast and and not feel like they're committing anything to the brand. If you have a podcast, that's a, of course, it's always affiliated with the commercial brand, but I, I think that there's a, always a, a little bit of a distance between those two. So people feel like they're just there to get informed and, and educated and, and entertained as well. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and and always in a, uh, you know, marketing as a, we're not selling, we are 
informing the topic kind of view and mindset. And even in, you know, the creatives that we do for our, for our, for our paid ads that we've got running on LinkedIn, it's kind of almost dovetail. On, on the one hand, you've got, you know, talking about the tale and, and the, the challenges within the tale on, on the one hand and purely focused on that. And then there's another stream, which is about the product that, that we sell and we serve, but we're not mixing messages within the same creative, if, if that makes sense. I think that's also very important as well to be clear about what you're talking about in your particular particular messaging. Yeah, and I think that's a good transition through your new website. And I know that you all have just relaunched a new, entirely new design with new copy. Tell me a little bit about that and what kind of effort went into that process. Yeah, so that was uh, my labor of love, <laughs> as I call it. And yeah, I mean, sort of similar to, to what we've been speaking about with content, right? It was completely, from my perspective, sort of sitting down assessing this as a what is it that we actually do Uh, again speaking with our subject matter expert to inform so we're not just talking about paid and and what we do again we're not inward outward we're we're an outward inward focus again also we spoke with some of our customers as well to get their view and their feedback as to whether the messaging was, was translating well but one of the kind of core things we did was really in my mind I was like okay copy wise how can I explain this to my five-year-old daughter <laughs> what it is that we do now That's you know as, a good gut check I find yeah and and, and obviously a grandmother or a small child exactly exactly and obviously you know you're creating a, co- a website for an audience that understands the the lingo and the jargon etc but you kind of also kind of get into a space where that's all it is it's like well no one actually talks like that unless they're in a business context but why are we code switching? <laughs> Why are we swapping languages? So I really wanted to get to the heart of what it is that we do, really strip it back. And that's why we kind of came up with our kind of title tag headline of make buying easy, because at our core, that's really what it is that, that we do. Everything else like sits, sits underneath within that. And then again, we wanted to take the user on a journey of discovery for the, the buyers. So obviously it is a sales website, you know, even though we say what we say is a sales site. <laughs> so understanding the buyer journey and the benefits that they have, answering some of internal frustrations that they may have and also aspirations that they may have. So for example, internal frustration being the process, as I discussed earlier, for onboarding and how it's long, lengthy and cumbersome but also aspirations of, you know, being a better customer to your supplier. One of our customers, BT Sourced, that's one of the things that they're really, really passionate about. How can we help and enhance our supplier experience? It's not just about us getting from them. It's about how we can help them as well. So really answering those questions and those challenges. And then also from the supplier side, they don't really pay us anything, but Again, letting them know how we work and and why we're a good thing for them uh, as well. So speaking to all of our audiences. And then again, on the resources sort of side of thing, again, we've gone with videos for now. We will be introducing blog posts later. But again, looking at the the value driver of topics that are interesting and insightful for, for procurement professionals, as well as information about paid. Another thing that was important to me, again, was just to make everything really quick and easy and, and accessible to people. So we've not gated anything. We've got a tour the platform section, which is essentially um, video clips and snippets, again, from the buyer's perspective, but also the supplier's perspective. So they can get a flavor of 
what paid looks like before they've spoken to anybody. So that the view, again, with the website being, you can get all the information you want or need from us. So when you speak to us, it's it's more qualified. We're not harassing you <laughs> with follow-up leads and questions and information. And you come to us when you're ready to. And we've provided you enough information to be like, okay, when I come to you, this is actually a step that, um, that we want to take. Um, and with that as well, if, if if anyone clicks on the sort of show me paid button to get a more in-depth demo or, or speak to a sales rep, we've integrated that with a, a calendar link. So as soon as you fill in the form, you immediately get a, an opportunity to actually book your meeting with a rep at that whenever you want to. So there's no email backwards and forwards or, or, or anything like that. You're able to just book a meeting with our sales rep and yeah, then that, that it's in your calendar yeah. and it's scheduled. So that's, that's really, very convenient. Yeah. Yeah. We really wanted to make the, 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 the process quick and easy and, and user friendly. And, and again, like linking it back to the, the, the content we spoke about beforehand, I want the website to kind of stand alone. So it works as a standalone tool and also the content that we create and we put out on social to also work as a standalone to someone doesn't have to go and find out more on the website they can get all the information they need wherever it is that they're seeing and and learning about us so that was um uh really interesting and important for us but yeah a labor of love Uh, our designer is phenomenal if if anyone gets a chance to go and look at paid.co.uk to see the the work we've done i'm really really pleased really really pleased with 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 the whole this came out great congrats on that and i I know for, for anybody who's been through a website redesign it's almost inevitably goes way over over schedule and over budget and it's definitely a labor of love but i think the end result for you all is fantastic and I just want to point out, oh, for those who may be watching uh, this recording, I, I'm screen sharing here. I'll point out some of the things that I especially like. First of all, you, you really can't, there's no substitute for a domain like paid, paid.co.uk. So right away you think, wow, this is a serious company. This is a serious brand. It's a great logo. The design is very, is very sleek, minimalistic. Um, the copy is really sharp as well. Onboarding suppliers in six minutes. So you didn't choose five minutes or 10 minutes. You went with six minutes. It's very precise. And it makes me think that there's just a lot of precision um, and, and detail here. And other, other than that, I think the use of video is just outstanding because when I tour the platform, as you mentioned, instead of having to read a lot, I could just quickly go to these videos and, and they give me a quick insight. And I think that's just much more digestible and snackable for people as opposed to reading. And you've got videos for both the buyers and for the suppliers. Yes. So congratulations on this. I think it's actually an inspiration for us as we're going through our own website redesign at the moment. And uh, it's it's dragging on a bit, but we're almost to the finish line. It always does. But thank you very much. Yeah. And you'll you'll definitely get there. And the end result will be, um, it will be worth it. (laughs) I think myself and our, um, our head of design, we got to a point when we were like, you know, you become numb. <laughs> like, yeah. I think someone else needs to look at this because everything always, every version oh, that we change to always look great. So like, this is this is almost not helpful. We can keep oh, yeah. tweaking this yeah. forever. Absolutely. So I hear you on the getting fresh pairs of eyes on it. Christina, there's one more thing that I wanted to talk to you about, which is along a different vein. I, I understand that you do a lot of advising to, for startups and you're very active as a mentor in the startup community. And one of the things that you told me in particular that you do is that you help startups 
find and hire the right marketing agencies and vet uh, marketing agencies and even going as far as joining them on those calls. And I would like to know as a marketing agency leader myself, what are some of the, what are some of the key things that you advise those startups to look for in a, in a good marketing agency partner? Now, a quick word from our sponsor. The Paris Talks Marketing Show is affiliated with Hop Online, a performance marketing agency focused on high-growth SaaS and other recurring revenue-based companies. If you like the flow of this conversation, you may want to consider jumping on a discovery call with someone at Hop Online. A discovery call is similar to my podcast interviews in a lot of ways. We'll get to know your business goals, competitive landscape, and marketing needs. And you'll almost certainly come away with some new ideas for how to accelerate your customer and revenue growth. If you're interested, go to hop.online, that's hop, H-O-P dot online, and book a discovery call with one of our strategists today. Now, back to the episode. Yeah, that, yeah, no, absolutely. And it's it's my mentees that I kind of advise who work for uh, with the startups. But yeah, it, it's, it's really, Harris, kind of what I was talking about beforehand. Getting them to, I guess, sift and, and, and understand that they're the way that, that we or they would like to go on the marketing route is in the giving true value, telling a story message and, and side of things. We're not just about, you know, like looking for leads or getting leads and, and that kind of thing, but having them understand that we're trying to either create a category, as it were, or really give information um, that is valuable to the customer. So I'm keen to look at things like their approach to um, content creation and content ideas that they might have, the channels that they would choose to use, and then in particular, how they want to use those the, the, those channels. Again, if we're looking at, for example, PPC or, or performance marketing, what is their approach to performance marketing? What is their approach to the results from the performance marketing, which is also quite key? For us, one of the things that, that we've done, and we're looking at conversion in my view very differently, is, okay, conversion for me is, okay, if someone has um, clicked on a, a what I would call a high intent page on my website or filled in a demo request form versus, oh, they've just been to the website or they've just clicked on the ad, and then making sure the agency that you work with, that you choose, really gets a bigger picture that you're wanting to create with the marketing. And then ideally, the agency would be advising along those kinds of lines as well. So what is the bigger picture? How are you positioning yourself? If you're wanting to position yourself, and, and I believe it's the way to go personally, from a community-led perspective, which would mean it's not just about getting sales and getting sales in, but also people recognizing you and your business as a place to go to for information on things. Because, you know, people move all the time, right? You know, on one person, someone could be here and, and not need your tool, but if they go somewhere else, and they've because they've worked with you and they know you and they remember you, that you'll be forefront of mind. So I think that's one of the kind of key things that I... Uh, advise the people that I'm working with or that I'm mentoring rather whether it's a marketing agency or whether it's a PR agency that they work with those are the key things that are uh, the baseline uh, in terms of why they want to do um, marketing work. That, that was a great answer Christina and I, I actually learned learned a lot there myself. One thing that I, I want to add to this and I think it'll be a ironic connection to procurement I think that one one term we never want to hear when as a marketing leader uh, 
and when we're talking to prospects, one one term we don't like to hear it's almost a it's almost a dirty word. It's the V word, which is vendor, and as opposed to partner. And I know with procurement, it's all about managing your vendors and, and your long tail of suppliers or vendors. But with a marketing agency, we really don't want people to think of us as a vendor or a supplier, even though they might categorize us in their internal systems that way. We really want to be thought of as a partner and as, as an extension, extension. of their mm-hmm. team, and almost as if they're hiring people in-house, uh, but just with a different model, which is more flexible. And when we hear vendor, we cringe. When we hear partner, we get the warm and fuzzies. Yeah. And, and that, for me, that's also what I, uh, I try to communicate, which is that this is a, what we'd be entering into as a partnership, which we hope is, is more than just transactional, but where we give you real strategic advice in addition to the, the, the execution work. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, and, and absolutely, and I think that's it's so key. And like I said, it, it's also what we're trying to do, even at paid from the procurement side as well, is you know getting the the buyers to understand that the suppliers aren't just suppliers; they're so that the smaller suppliers and so much more. And because they're smaller suppliers, there's so much more that you can do with them. Um, so yeah, right, yeah, speed and flexibility. So in that long tail with the small players. Of course, it's sometimes it's a hassle, but those companies can move a lot faster and, and a lot of times can be uh, more agile and nimble because of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Christina, I know that you've got to go soon, but just to wrap up, is there anything that I didn't ask you that you wished I had asked you or is there anything else that you'd like to share with our audience? No, I think that's it, really. Obviously, if anyone wants to kind of reach out or get get in touch, I'm I'm on LinkedIn and and follow the paid journey as we <laughs> as we kind of uh, continue to grow. Yeah. So just search on LinkedIn for Christina Patrick Paid. Yes. And I think yes. that that's that was my shortcut because there yeah. are a lot of other Christina Patricks, but that'll yes. get you that'll get you straight to the Christina Patrick. Yeah, of paid. the Christina Patrick. Yeah. And Christina, this has been really a lot of fun. I hope we can do it again. Um, thanks Absolutely. so much for, for being with me today. Thank you so much for having me, Paris. Take care. You too. Another great episode in the books. Hope you enjoyed it. If you want to get notified when future episodes drop, be sure to subscribe to Paris Talks Marketing on your favorite podcast player. And to learn more about our growth marketing agency, visit hop.online. That's hop, H-O-P dot online. Have a great day.